and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the horror podcast of the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, today, I am your host, the very hungover, the very tired, the very still drinking himself, Brendan, Mr. Fantastic. The doing? only man that could be drunk and hungover at the same time. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 <laughs> Mom, I know you're listening to this. We drank way too much at lunch today, and no, I took a four-hour nap. It was worth it. Um, also with us, as always, it's the spooky boy. It's the ghost himself, the paranormal one. It's Ian with two E's. How you doing, Ian? I'm starting to think that I'm called the spooky one, the ghost being a Phantom Menace, because I'm just that white. I am pasty AF, as the kids. I think I'm whiter than you. Oh, well, um, uh, yeah. I think it's it's the lighting. Yeah, it's, it's the lighting. It's the, it's the uh, reflection of my screen. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, and also with us, he writes with a number two pencil. He's number one in all of our hearts. He balances a number two pencil on his nose like a circus boy. Uh, it's Kyle with a K. The slick back, slick, slick black Cadillac. <laughs> slick stack, triple back Cadillac. That's me. What's up, Brendan? How you doing? Good. How are you? <laughs> Have you guys ever gotten an MRI before? No. Is that like a... So they put you is in like that, a giant. Where, like you lay down and like you can't move for like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. And they put Ugh. you in a giant like space tube, and they're like, "Are you claustrophobic?" And I'm like, "Okay, why? Like, how tight is the space?" And they're like, um, "Most people get really freaked out." And I'm like, "Well, that's not something you should probably tell somebody before they uh, take an MRI." <laughs> and so before I get in, I get naked. You know, uh, I put a little gown on. They're like, "We're about to throw you into this machine. Um, do you want music?" And I was like, oh, <laughs> say less. <laughs> okay. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'd love some music. So they give me some ear pods to, to put in. And they're like, um, do you prefer YouTube, Pandora? And I'm like, what are you, what is happening? Like, this is like a five star hotel going on right now. And uh, yeah, so they put music in your ears, whatever you want them to play. Um, I chose um, 50 Cent, obviously. And I listened to that while uh, getting an MRI. And it was pretty interesting, actually. Very loud. But, uh, yeah. You said 50 cents? 50 cents. Okay. Well, okay. okay. Can we not say it like 50 cents? Like oh, you mean 50 cents? Um, I think the weirdest thing about that story, Kyle, is that they offered you Pandora. Yeah, they did say Pandora. It threw me off a little bit. Is that it a thing? Still? I, I think I maybe know. one of the doctors or one of the nurses like had it on the computer. So they're mm -hmm. like, we could put some music on. But then they also said YouTube, which has pretty much everything anyway. So like, why even offer that? Maybe they get a lot of old people and old people listen to Pandora. Is I thought you were going to say old people listen to 50 Cent. But, well, I mean, guilty. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Ian, uh, you got any, uh, uh, you know, weekly recs for us? Um, yes, no new movies except for Rob Snyder's The Animal, which was complete, um, garbage. You know, it, it, it had a couple funny moments, but it's nowhere near like Bruce Bigelow or Hot Chick. Did you see, did you say Bigelow? <laughs> is it not Bruce Bigelow? No, Deuce. Bruce, Bruce Diggelow. What, what is it? Deuce, Deuce. Bigelow. Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> Oh, I'm have a headache. You know what I meant. The male gigolo. Um, I haven't seen that movie very many times, clearly. clearly. Uh, but Hot Chick is, is probably my favorite Rob Snyder. I was just going to ask, which one did you like better? Jessica! <laughs> Billy! Billy! Oh, fucking love that movie. Definitely. What is your favorite Rob Snyder movie? Hot Chick, for sure. It's got to be the Hot Chick? There's no doubt about in my mind. What about cameo in general? Ooh, cameo, Big Daddy. I mean, no. hip hop, oh. hip hop, hip hop anonymous. Hip. That's a good one, one of the most racist things he's ever done. Um, no, I. Whenever I think of Rob Schneider, I just think of the uh, the little Nicky cameo. 
Oh, that's one I have yet to oh, see. Oh, yeah. You never oh, see yeah. Little Nicky? Ozzy, Ozzy's playing Holy on the stage. Go on, Ozzy. Shit. Bite this freaking head off. Dude, Little Nicky's good. Oh, he plays the same character he does in uh, The Waterboy? Yeah. Maybe. I think he so does. You can yeah. do it. Yeah, I think it's the same yeah. guy. Yeah, I think it's the same character. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, dude, also fucking Tarantino in Little Nicky. I just remember that he's in that. I don't remember that. He plays the uh, Tarantino plays the uh blind oh, the devil creature. Yeah, the blind yeah, the creature guy, that's yeah. walking around the streets. Yeah. How how did he get Tarantino in that garbage fucking movie? How did Tarantino agree to that? It's I just I, yeah, it's so weird. Oh Jesus. Anyways, Kyle, uh, you got any uh any recommendations of the Oh, that wasn't my rec. Um But uh, you can go, you can go. No, you're good. Ian. <laughs> Continue. That was it. This wasn't my rec. Let's hear another week where Ian goes, I haven't really had a lot of time to watch movies, but let me talk about the 47 movies I logged over the week. <laughs> <laughs> I only logged four, and half of them were rewatches. Gotcha. I did watch Baby Assassins. That will be my rec. There you go. Great. Go watch that movie. What is it? It's a Japanese action movie. Um, it's uh, came out in 2021. It's uh, pretty good. Pretty good insightful i don't have any recs thank you who are you brennan oh okay what's your favorite uh movie then rob schneider movie uh, i thought you just meant in general yeah i was like of all time huh That's a pretty <laughs> deep question <laughs> i talk about me yeah rob schneider yeah what's well, my favorite rounds. Rounds. Just do rounds yeah oh um yeah i mean i I haven't seen, I've seen Hot Chick more recently, so that's fresher in my mind, which I don't think that movie holds up nearly as well as it used to. Um, but I would probably say Deuce Bigelow, honestly, the first one. Interesting. The yeah. first one's not terrible. I mean, it's not good. I mean, none of his movies are good. No, yeah. I mean, we're, but like, what about, uh, what about The Animal? I haven't seen that in a while. It's been a minute. But I would, I would probably say Deuce, Deuce Bigelow. Um, my, I'm just pulling it up. Sorry, my weekly recommendation. I, I'm kind of struggling on this one, but I think I would have to go with, um, one of the new A24 movies that I saw at Panic Fest. It's called Medusa Deluxe, and it, it's, um, it's a one shot entire thing done in one take um about a group of a gaggle of hairdressers in london who are competing in some like haircut competition thing and one of the hairdressers gets murdered and it's a it's kind of a who done it of the different uh some of the hairdressers some of the people who are getting their hair done and the guy that runs the event the film kind of chronicles them as they're trying to figure out who did what and like i said it's it's done in one take and then there's a uh, um a mid credits musical scene and just everything about the movie was so fucking weird but it was really fun to watch it's not a i wouldn't say it's a great movie um, I, I even though I gave it a four and a half, um, it's just uh, conceptually it was pulled off very well, and I think the idea of it was was pretty uh was pretty cool. That sounds cool. Um, why did you give it a four and a half if you don't think it's a great movie? Uh, I the acting was spectacular. Um, the uh, and uh, to repeat my, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but the the style of it was just so. It, it was the style of it was well done. Um, it was very the the color. Uh, you know, one of the things about like single shot films, a lot of the issues I think fall with the lighting because if you're constantly moving the camera, you know, it's kind of difficult to keep the lighting up throughout the whole thing. And the fact that this film was able to have a consistent, uh, to have a visual consistency throughout the entire hour and a half it was, uh, te technically it's a very impressive film. Gotcha. So, that's what so, I got. So it's a good movie, actually. No, the story wasn't too intriguing, and it was, it was 
the 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 person that is supposed to be the red herring is more than just a red herring and it was like this is way too obvious what you're doing um, gotcha. the di- the dialogue was fine but it's the delivery especially of the main hairdresser the the hairdresser that the film starts on uh she's an older black british actor whose name i'm forgetting but she is um absolutely spectacular so gotcha gotcha cool anyways we're not here to talk about that stuff today we are here to talk about the new film a new film on shutter what, what was that <laughs> nothing go ahead <laughs> um, we are here to talk about jason eisner's kids versus aliens but before we do that let's take a quick trip into brendan's segment that that was the whole bit that i had mm. that was i would that was a terrible bit that was such a stupid bit. What was the bit? What was the bit? <laughs> that was literally three and a half seconds, of, if that. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole bit uh, was that I forgot the name of it. Oh, gotcha. 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 Classic. It's but, a classic Brandon move. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, see, what you should have done was when you were going to introduce Fear Facts, you should have introduce it as the 1996 Fear Facts. And yes. They and they would have confused the audience. would have confused them. We'll give you some. All right. So, you know what? We're just going to roll past that, pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> um, so Jason Eisner. <laughs> yeah, Jason Eisner. Oh. Sorry, go <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, Jason Eisner is a Canadian-born filmmaker. His start in the genre takes us back to 2007. As a young filmmaker, Eisner took a chance when he entered a faux trailer into Robert Rodriguez's South by Southwest Film Festival for the Grindhouse fake trailer. Obviously, he won because his short film, Hobo with a Shotgun, graced the near, the actually it was a three hour long uh, Tarantino and Rodriguez film. The trailers of Grindhouse, also interesting, interestingly enough, um, with the exception of Werewolf, Women of the SS, all of the trailers from the Grindhouse film have either been made into a feature film or are being made into a feature film with the new uh, with uh, Robert Rodriguez, uh, or I mean um, Eli Roth, uh, doing his fil- his short trailer Thanksgiving. Where was I? Uh, Eisner would uh, run the short film circuit with his film with things like Treevenge, um, Why is for Young Buck from ABCs of Death. Oh, that's yes. a good one. That is, that is. Um, I wonder if that's going to be that's the next one of our he favorite makes ones. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that's the it's, one where the guy licks the seat. The right? seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, on it. that's one of the that's a, in the top three. I would yeah. say top yeah. five, easy. Um, also, go listen to our episode of that. It's mm-hmm. on here. You can find it. ABC's ABC's Death Part 1. Also, during that time, he would make his segment for VHS 2, (coughs) Slumber Party Alien Massacre. Eisner then would go to switch up his genres when he created, directed, and executive produced Vice's now number one top-rated program, Dark Side of the Ring, uh, which took a look at the untold and controversial uh, professional wrestling... at untold and controversial professional professional wrestling stories i don't know if you guys have ever seen that it's a it's a pretty cool series no it sounds cool though yeah I, I de- definitely check it out um is the this... first episode chris benoit or what <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways uh so this brings us to now ian put it as as his number four Kyle put it as his number three. I put it as my number three. I went back and listened to our VHS2 episode. Look at that. The film Kids vs. Aliens is a feature adaptation of his segment from VHS2, Slumber Party Alien Massacre. This marks the second short film of Jason Eisner's that has gone on to uh, become a feature with his other one being, I actually didn't even say the title before, Hobo with a Shotgun. Uh, from from Grindhouse, which Kyle, you're a hanger of the movie. It's got my boy Rucker. <laughs> Go watch it. Um, um, after premiering uh, to 
mixed praise at Fantastic Fest in 2022. Kids vs. Aliens was uh, uh, procured by Shudder and released on their streaming service just a few days ago. The style of Jason Eisner is chock full of saturated colors and almost Tarantino-esque dialogue in a watered-down way. It's clear that Giallo has played a heavy influence in his life, but there's also a really nostalgic and 80s feeling to a lot of his films. Uh, Kids vs. Aliens released, um, like I said, on Shudder to also mixed review, and it's what we're talking about today. So, uh, I guess, let's see, who am I going to go with first? Uh, Kyle, since you are a little bit more fresh with Jason Eisner than Ian is, uh, let's start with you. Uh, where'd you watch it? Uh, would you uh, add it to your collection? You know, all that stuff. First thoughts. Watched on Shudder. Got that Shudder subscription. I'm a big fan of Hobo with the Shotgun. Um, Hobo with a shotgun, sorry. Not the shotgun. <laughs> um, I didn't like this movie. I didn't like this movie. Um, I don't really know who this movie was kind of aimed for is kind of my problem. The movie was an hour and 15 minutes long and it took about 45 minutes almost to even justify the title of the movie. I didn't like the subplot of the girl trying to get romanced by the fucking cringe dude the whole <laughs> movie. Um, I guess that was the backdrop of the party. I think that the party was focused way too hard on, and I kind of wish like that whole subplot didn't even happen. I think that the children in this movie are very charming, though. Um, I think this is one of the best gingers in a film. Hashtag best ginger. Um, I thought he was pretty funny. Um, I thought he had a lot of good lines. And I even like the main kid. The girl was was good, too. Her performance was good. I forgot her name, so I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I should Sam. have this pulled up. I'm like totally name, uh, Sam right played by uh, Phoebe Rex. Phoebe Rex. I thought she did a great job too. Um, I think it, it was all fine. I was just a, ever since like Turbo Kid, you have a few of these directors that go for like this '90s cartoon like aesthetic, and I think Turbo Kid did it really well. It also has a really good cast um, with Michael Ironside carrying the film. I think. Um, Psycho Goreman is just extremely charming, which we're actually covering next. And I, I just didn't find too much charm in this film. I like it; just was kind of, I don't know, like like I don't know what it was trying to be. And it was like I was expecting like a rated R Goonies kind of thing, um, with aliens, but it wasn't really that. And then the subplot with the the sister and trying to be cool with the other kids didn't really take off either. Um, I don't know. I wasn't very interested in the film. There wasn't really any standout moments to me. Um, I thought there was some cool gore. Um, I think the, the aliens look really, really cool. I love the replication of the scene from VHS two where they're dragging them in the sleeping bags. I think that's really, really cool. Um, Overall, though, this movie just seemed kind of forgettable, honestly, to me. And coming off his hobo with the shotgun, I think that is, like, I think his directorial style is, like, way stronger in that film. It's edgier. Um, and it kind of shows off his his skills a little more. I don't know what it is with any filmmakers that with them that makes them want to use Dutch angles, but indie <laughs> filmmakers love their Dutch angles. But um, I don't know. This I really wanted to like this movie because on paper and by the trailer, it's a very Kyle-esque movie. And I'm really into the whole, like like I said, the scene that Turbo Kid put down and kind of like paved the road for. But this movie just wasn't for me. And uh, I would not add it to my collection. Ian? Wow. Um, Follow that. Kyle hit it so far on the head. It is insane. 
Um, the aesthetic is great, no doubt about that. I think it's just a little too overdone in the year 2022. Like, we've just seen, especially on this podcast, we've just seen so many movies that look exactly like this, have the same exact aesthetic. Like, yeah, it's, um, the story beats just aren't there for me. Um, it doesn't really know what it's going for. It's not too funny. It's not too for kids. It's too not too much for adults. It's not too gory. It's not really much of anything. It kind of just goes through its weird, cringy story. Um, that's very unnecessary, and it just it's way too fast. And I get the, I get the runtime. You can blame the the story beats on the runtime. That's fine. But um, I just think the whole plot with Billy is so stupid and unnecessary and terribly done um but there's a lot to like the aliens look cool um i think the cast of the kids the three three kids great three they are the best part of the film um they actually i feel like they actually tried (laughs) instead of uh whatever else we got um but the cinematography is really good I got to give it props there. Uh, no, no, um, try not to be offensive to the cinematographer. He did great. Um, I think it's just, I don't know if it's the writing or maybe the, the directing, but uh, some it just missed the mark here, in my opinion. And what I did like, uh, another thing I did like, I don't want to totally shit on this movie. What I did like is he took some uh, familiar scenes from the VHS and put it into this one. And there's actually some shots that are very similar as well, which was really cool. Brendan, can you hold your thoughts on that? Because that's a question that I have for Absolutely. you guys later. Okay, okay. Um, I think I'm about done. I watched this on Shutter, and I would not add this to my collection. Uh, I have already purchased the Blu-ray because I, even though I think the film is fine, uh, I like... Uh, financially supporting movies like this um so i i don't think necessarily if this was like a hollywood movie or a bigger budget movie i probably wouldn't add it to my collection um but i just think because of who the filmmaker is and you know what what he does i i just wanted to buy it um i i watched this a couple months ago uh through a screener and i completely forgot that i watched it Um, I remembered enjoying it when I first watched it, but I was really tired. So it it just didn't stick in my head. So I rewatched it last, last night on two nights ago on shutter and it's, it's fine. It's fine. I don't have any issues with it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I like the idea of him adapting his shorter projects into features. I think that's, I think that's a fun idea. It's showing that he didn't necessarily have the tools that he needed at the time to create large projects. So he's kind of doing, he's, he's fulfilling on his proof of concepts pretty much. And I, I think that as a filmmaker, that that's a really impressive thing to do because a lot of filmmakers just forget the shorts that they did that got them to where they are. So I, I can appreciate this film for what it is. Um, I love his visual style too. Um, I love the, Actually, I almost just got... Okay, so I'm just going to get into the questions now because I, I do have quite a few questions. Yeah. Can I ask one first? Yeah. His segment in VHS 2 is so, like, dark and brooding and fucking terrifying. Why do you think he decided to change up the tone and go with something more comedic and fun? My my thought on that is... Because we're kind of seeing this resurgence or i guess an influx of uh of these indie films especially a lot of the films that are running the festival circuit right now that are because if this was five years ago all all these types of films would be found footage but if you look at uh you know joe begos or aaron aaron b Kuntz, the guy who did scare package or if you look at jason eisner you know there's this heavy influence on oversaturated colors in these like really grimy film styles uh 
And I think that that has kind of become accessible to a more mainstream uh, horror audience. The the people who don't have Shudder but would see this on, they'd see the cover on VOD and they'd be like, hmm, that looks fun to watch tonight. I'm going to watch that. So I, I think that it's it's an attempt to become a more accessible, because Hobo with a Shotgun, that's not for everyone. That, that movie's going to make a lot of people upset. So I, I think, I'm not saying that he's softening his style because this is not a soft movie, but I think it's an attempt to to become not mainstream, but just more accepted by casual film viewers. Yeah, that's fair. There's plenty of directors that kind of pivot and make something that's more safe. Um, safe yeah, I guess you could say. One for me, one for them. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because the, the short is insanely different like yeah without the kind of a scenes that are in the short you would never even guess that this is by the same person totally different art style totally different directing god the camera on the dog is so good yeah well so actually that brings me to my very first question because i knew this was going to come up are you happy they got rid of the dog cam no I no, it. I hate it. Oh, I was I, happy that they. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been cool if the dog lived in this movie. Um, but like, so they what they do in this film, which they didn't do in the uh, short film, is they went to the ship, which is really cool. Um, imagine a dog cam in the ship, and he's walking around. People are getting tortured. He's just exploring. How amazing would that be? Like throw some jaunty music behind it or something. I almost kind of wish this film stuck to its original um, shorts roots and like kind of like because they did the found footage stuff in the beginning when the kids directing the fight scene and stuff. I kind of wish they would have just made this movie a found footage movie, honestly, and like have it from different perspectives and then the kid was directing this movie and then he turns it into this like he makes it a part of his film this whole thing like i feel like that would have been such a cool idea and like an alien invasion you know like this could have been his big break to to make a movie about an alien invasion and this like shit is actually happening Mm -hmm. um i think it could have been so cool being a found footage film not to say that it would have been better necessarily i just i think it would have been a cool idea if they stuck with that that style I was kind of bummed that they didn't. Me too. Yeah. Uh, so I, you guys have kind of answered my, my next question in a roundabout way, uh, but I think we can expound upon it. Uh, so basically, I know the answer is no, but do you think that they successfully adapted, that, that Jason Eisner successfully adapted his short? And I, I guess to kind of expound upon it, uh, and Kyle, you kind of answered that. What would you have done differently? And we've already said the found footage thing. So what would you have done differently if you were going to adapt this into a feature? Do you think it was successful? Like it's a successful adaptation? I mean, I guess that just depends yeah. on who you ask, right? If yeah. you ask the director, he's going to say yes. Um, to him, it was probably a successful um, adaptation. For a lot of people, including like myself, I kind of wish he would have kept a more darker tone like he had in VHS 2 especially because I mean has he gone on record saying that this is like a evolution from his his short from yes. VHS 2 yeah. oh, okay so yeah. with that being said I kind of wish it would have carried on that that same style and that same vibe like I that that would have been the only changes I made it, it, it's cool he went for this like 90s cartoon approach kind of mm-hmm. thing um but if I had to have changed anything, it would have been sticking to its original tone for sure. And seeing him make a alien invasion film with a hobo with a shotgun style approach. You know what I mean? Cause he has the, he has the visual stuff there. He has the cinematography there. That's that there's a lot of similarities in his other work, but it's just the tone that throws me off, I think, of this film. And it doesn't know what it wants to be tonally to me. It's it's very, like, I didn't know where I was sitting at. Yeah, why doesn't he go brutal in this one? Like, he killed the dog in, a, in, his, in his short. Like, why didn't he do something crazy in this film? 
like he did melt a girl i guess but like it wasn't very good i gotta say it to me it honestly it didn't look very i guess it was it might have been a budget thing but yeah i i couldn't find what the budget was on this i'm 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 curious because i i it, I would probably say maybe a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand, maybe. I don't know because, uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's a tough one. I I feel like whatever money they did have was funneled into the alien design, the deaths, and uh, Dex's. Uh, there was the, a lot of aliens. That was that was. Um, so actually, uh, we'll we'll jump into this next question, Ian. I'll start with uh, throwing this one over to you. Um, thoughts on the alien design and on top of that thoughts on the hockey alien i when i saw that i was like i want to know what ian thinks about this (laughs) um that was cool i'm gonna go hockey alien first um his design i liked how it was different from the other ones uh because he was a human turned into an alien unlike these guys who are probably a different species turned alien um it was the design of the aliens itself. I can't really remember what they looked like in the in the short. I think they were a lot similar. I think. Fairly, fairly similar. Yeah, yeah. I think fairly similar. Maybe a little more dumbed down. Yeah. Okay. Like smaller budget. Um, yeah, I like I like this. I, I think that the long fingers I could have done without. I think that looked a little dopey. Um, but I did like the faces and the heads. It did look um, pretty cool i can't say it was very scary um because of the tone but um yeah i liked it a lot i think they should have doubled down with the hockey thing though and maybe went a little more comedical with it i think that would have been pretty fun i think the aliens look cool they gave me a uh silence vibe from doctor who a little bit they kind of look like the silence oh, yeah. oh you know but uh i i thought I the forgot. The long fingers were cool. I liked the kind of stiffness they had in their bodies when they walk, like they hold their arms out. It's like very old school aliens, like 50s, 60s aliens kind of approach. I thought it's kind of cool. Um, I didn't have any problem whatsoever with the aesthetic of the creatures in this. I thought that the um, friend that turns into the monster was the coolest design. I liked the way he looked. His scene at the end were... She's fighting like the sword versus the claws. I thought that was really cool. I like how he grows claws. There just wasn't a lot of like uh, variety in the look, I guess. They all look the same. There wasn't like a distinguishable like leader, you you know, like there wasn't like an alien leader, like a captain or something. They all just kind of look the same. You know, that was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. But I mean, I think that my only real huge problem with it is that they didn't really have a lot of shine, man. They were in only like a quarter of the movie and uh i kind of wanted to see more alien in a movie that's called kids versus aliens you know what i mean <laughs> that's fair well i i think one could if one had to um spread their arms and reach a little bit i think you could possibly say that the teenagers that invade the home of 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 gary uh could be considered alien yeah yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> I love it. I love your reaches. I love your reaches. See, and you think. Why, see, hold on. In the very beginning of me calling you Mr. Fantastic, you took it as an insult. But you have to understand that it comes from a place of like, I love it. I love it. I love the reaches. Um, yeah, you're I, right, though. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's the, that's the that, that's the best part about your reaches. You're technically uh, not wrong. And that's why we're going to expound upon this idea of why this film is actually a lot deeper than we've all said. No, I'm kidding. Please, Please for the love brutality. of brutality. <laughs> Please brutality. Oh my god, it all makes sense. Uh, um did you, I'm surprised no one has brought this up yet how uh the little kid breaks his arm at the beginning of the film and then by the end he's dangling by that broken arm oh i didn't notice oh I yeah i saw say, that because he was you... getting sucked right yeah and he's, well, he, he was he, he was getting pulled <laughs> he was getting pulled it's not that kind of movie he's getting sucked yeah <laughs> oh, man so <laughs> just while we're on that scene right before that there's not to call it out i'm sorry guys i'm sorry but there is like an editing piece that 
fucking drove me nuts when he's like, go for the drop kick. And she runs and she goes for the drop kick. And then you see the alien fly out the window and then it cuts to her back to her. And she's standing there, like looking out the window, like no getting up or anything. Like the cut is yeah. so like sharp. Like it's so jarring that it, it threw, like I had to rewind it. Cause I was like, did I miss her stand up? And then she was like full sideways drop kick. And the next scene she's like, standing and like i'm like that was really fast really fast editing for this is unnecessarily fast i agree um because she she did some amazing stunts i don't know why they didn't show that like her drop kicks looked legit like even in the i can understand like the cuts for the beginning um because it was like produced by kids but the later one, I think that it was, I don't know. Like, it would have been such a powerful moment if they just showed, like, maybe a, a cut to her feet, like, penetrating the alien and kicking him out. He it flew so far, which is hilarious. So much more brutal in, like, a cool way. I'm yeah. still going back to the fact now that I just wish the whole subplot was taken out of the the boyfriend thing and the mm-hmm. party thing and just the kids making a movie and at the very end they have this like awesome fucking movie where they're fighting yes. real aliens like that would have been so cool dude that would have been so cool it is overrun by this stupid, stupid kid, bro Ugh. um he's the cringiest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah. uh he takes those fuckboy steps i mean but he's supposed to and, be right yeah he's supposed to be cringy so yeah. i mean can can we also talk about how he literally just kills jack yes yeah okay that's another thing too that made me so sad no dude i love the fact that they kill a kid on camera dude that doesn't happen enough that doesn't happen enough i agree kids kids can get killed on camera i'm okay okay let me dial this back let me dial this back because that sounded very bad um all i'm saying is it's i'm not saying it should happen but i'm saying it never happens. Like you never see kids being killed on camera. And this goes back to the tonal thing that like this movie, like they, they go so safe with certain scenes and then they show a kid being stabbed on camera and dying. Like pick. I almost, I almost thought that he was going to be an alien because he got stabbed. Like I thought that's the, the direction that they were going to take. I thought they were going to have like Like, a a, a, a little bit more of a redemption arc with that kid personally. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't. Yeah, he's happen. just shitbag, 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 and then he's. I like that kid though. Yo, how did? Question: How did Billy die? Like, I, I swear to God, I blinked, and then that was it. Like uh, he was chasing no, the um, kids. Yeah. So, so Billy was Billy was chasing Sam and Gary. Yeah. And then uh, they went up to the attic. No, no, he does before that. So Billy holds the sword out. And the sword, it, there's a ladder between Sam and Gary and Billy. And then somehow the sword falls out of his hands and uh, his friend, who turns into the hockey zombie, mm-hmm. catches up to him and kills him. It was just way too quick. I swear to God, I blinked or maybe I like got up to get some water or something and I just missed his death completely. I uh, I liked how uh, Jack's grand finale came back when he thought he was gonna die, and the ginger kid was uh was was sitting next to him, and it's like you get this beautiful moment of of these two these two friends who just twenty four hours ago were filming fuck around videos, you know, in in their wrestling ring, and Jack is building this giant firework thing just for the fuck of it he he's literally building an ied just for the hell of it <laughs> and um i i like how that kind of comes back around to they they are being forced to go from being kids to being saviors of the universe um and i, I also what do you guys think of the um uh their hangout spot that was so cool yeah, it's amazing. That kid and the fucking Billy walks. He's like, "This place is a shit hole." I'm like, "This place is amazing." What are you talking about? It looks better than a Fantastic. It has like, a fucking understand. like boxing ring, a wrestling ring in it. Christmas lights strung everywhere. A bunch of couches and shit to sit on. Like it's like, fully decked out for it's the ultimate hangout spot. Young adults. Yeah, I will say I I had a wrestling ring as a kid, and it was the coolest fucking thing, dude. What? Okay, so let's let's talk about this for a second. So. I did a lot of shit like these kids did. So for my, I don't remember which year it was, but for one of my birthdays, 
um, my parents got me a giant trampoline. Like I'm talking about like you could fit like 20 fucking people on it. Right. It was like the biggest trampoline you can get. And, uh, I invited a bunch of my friends over. We were super into WWF at the time. It wasn't WWE. It was WWF. And I had the wrestlers intro on CD. Like I had their audio like on CD. So we, we had a huge wrestling match. Um, for my birthday, and we each came out to our fucking wrestlers, uh, to our wrestlers songs, and like we staged a bunch of wrestling matches, and like people coming in, running in, like making appearances and shit. It was so much fucking fun. I'll never forget that birthday. It was so much fucking fun. That's it. My 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 brother Zach and I, uh, when we were growing up with our neighbors across the street, we had our own. wrestling federation together we had we each had like four different characters and shit and then uh over the summer we would always go up to to my mom's the the gym that my mom owned where the the wrestling ring was and we would just every single day over the summer we would just uh have our own like storylines and we would just fucking wrestle all day dude i i miss that shit so much dude me too so well, I think that we've uh, gotten far enough off track. Uh, I think we've all said what we've had to say Whoa. about this movie. Uh, so let's Time just flies when you're drinking. It, it does. Let's uh, let's get into our final thoughts and um, thoughts. And I, mean, I mean, reviewing. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Ian, the drunkest man on this show. Let's uh, let's get your thoughts and review first. Um, I. It's, this is a hard one because I do want I wanted to like this one. I really did. I liked the I liked the short. I like that he made it into a full feature length film, but it's just a miss. It is just a miss. Um, Don't disappoint me right now. The aesthetics are really cool. Brendan, I know you love love this aesthetic it's we've seen so many movies like this um and the cinematography is great it just doesn't know what it wants to be and for that i'm just gonna give it a two a two and a half that's about as i I didn't want to go that low but it has so many more problems than it should i'm sorry this I, i genuinely feel bad about that and this is why I don't like using the letterboxed ratings as a score of 10 or like a 100-point scale. That's not how it is for me. But I'll just take the lead next, Brendan. Thank you for asking me to go. Um, I did. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I um, There's not much more I could say than I already said in my intro. So, yeah, I mean, I wanted to like this movie a lot more than I did. But unfortunately, it, would just, it, it did have way more problems than pros had way more constant pros and uh i was going to give this movie a two and a half from the very beginning so i'm going to stick with my rating of a two and a half um on the kyle scale on letterboxd sorry i was just doing the math um Wait, what did i give it two and a half okay and i am uh, you had one. You've beer. had one beer, dude. You haven't even finished. It's been a, it's been a tough day, Kyle. I'm you exhausted. Even finished the beer. I did. <laughs> Good God. Hey, what's the percentage on that? Uh, 5.2. 5.2. So it's a Budweiser. Gotcha. All right. You know what? I am a frail piece of meat. All right. You you literally talk about drinking on a daily basis. Because I do drink on a daily (laughs) basis. You're literally turning into. Yeah. You're going through the the, the mid 20s drinking phase. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I was there. I understand. So then keep up, dude. Your one beer shouldn't be doing it. Next. Brennan, what did you think of Kids um, vs. Aliens 2022? It was, uh, it was fine. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Would I watch it again? Maybe when, like, if I'm ever babysitting my nephew when he's, like, 13 or 14, I'd watch it with him. The one thing I really liked is the one line of uh, that the aliens used humans oh wait hold on i have i have it written down um uh (laughs) that the aliens use humans as fuel for their ship i thought that was cool i kind of wish they would have gone a little bit deeper into that yeah it was fine i would give it a a hesitant three with a heart 
Okay. Um, so that brings it to a 2.6 repeating. So that rounds it down to a 2.5, which is fine. I think it's a fine movie. Uh, but before we get into America's and soon to be the world's favorite podcast game, we're going to take a quick break and listen to some of the sponsors from the other shows on the Ruminations Radio Network. You've seen Twin Peaks all the way through, but all you have are spoiler-free discussions? At Blue Rose Task Force Podcast, no information is classified and nothing beats the listening sensation when production history collides with deep theory. Put the coffee on. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for the greatest podcast game ever called What's in the Box. Uh, this is a show where uh, there's an app called Letterboxd and uh, users can rate movies uh, out of five stars and it aggregates the, the totals of all those to give us a number on a out of five. Um, I don't think there's any five stars on Letterboxd, are there? Um, the overall rating, I think the highest one is like 4.6. Hmm. Interesting. So that's, that's the, what tops. That's the, gotcha. the max. Interesting. But, um, anyway, so I will read the description of a movie and my co-host will have to guess the star rating based on that description. And then after that, they will have to guess the decade. If they get the decade right, they get to guess the year for an extra point. And there is an overarching theme to these movies so if you can get yep if you can get what the theme is you will get an extra point or if it's if it's down to a tied game and the point you know you might get two points who knows we'll see i'll make just to uh set the record straight year to date is kyle three brendan three and ian still with a lead of five number one are we ready see whatever see whatever Okay. Tagline, they should have killed him. A young man washes ashore, his memory gone, but his past comes... <laughs> his past comes... <laughs> Interesting. That one snuck up on me. This is gonna be... Good. Is that part of the read? Yep. It says, belch. Um, but as his past comes back to haunt him after he is nursed back to health and his killing ability is needed when he takes on a powerful drug lord. What the fuck? That makes no sense. A powerful drunkard? Drug lord. A drug lord. That is terribly written. Can you read to me the first sentence again? It's all one sentence. I'll read it again. A young man washes ashore, his memory gone, but his past comes back to haunt him after he is nursed back to health and his ability... His killing ability is needed when he takes on a powerful drug lord. That is a god-awful run-on sentence. Is this the movie Headshot featuring Iko Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, it, it can't be. I don't, I don't think that's horror. Can we get the genre, please? <laughs> I like how we ask that. And it's, it's the same genre every time. <laughs> but he still asks it. It's horror. Well, this no, there's more genres to it. This one's on me. It's not a horror movie. Action crime. There you go. Okay, so he's he's got the right one. He's got the right one. So it's headshot. That was an headshot. Um, headshot. I've only seen the first like two minutes of this movie. Uh, I'm gonna go. Headshot, baby. Um, I'm gonna go. Two point eight. I'm gonna go three point oh. You both get a point. It is at 3.1. Guess the decade. Interesting. You um, know this, Ian, so let me go first. Okay. Um, 2000s. 2010s. Ian gets the point. Okay, so it is the movie then. It might be. It's got to yes. be, obviously. Do, this you know, do you know the year? Uh, 2015. Well, hold on, hold on. This is a... Uh, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, let's back up. What? Okay, so remember, you could get a third point if you guess the exact year. Yeah. But you can only get that point if you guess the decade correctly. Yes. 2015, final answer. You're wrong. It is 2016's Headshot, directed oh. by Timo Tijanto. Damn. Okay, you know what? I'm happy with myself. I'm still happy. Number. Ian's still carrying a lead. Ian's still carrying a lead. 
Number two. Are we ready? I was off by one year. Damn. Oh my one God. Year. But you don't get the point. I'm sorry. Don't you don't get the point. Uh, <laughs> in October of 1994, three student filmmakers disappeared Great. in the woods in Maryland while shooting a documentary. A year later, the footage was found. How many people? Three. Okay. <laughs> I like how hesitant you were to answer that. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so funny to me. This okay. seems pretty um, obvious. Um, yeah, it's. What are we guessing? Roger first? Rabbit. The. I'm gonna go the star rating. Star rating. Gotcha. 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 Um. Uh, is it the remake? No. No way. No. Because Brennan loves to throw in those limbs. You know? Does. And it takes 3.0. I'm going to go 2.7. Well, Ian's sweeping this up. It's a 3.3. Guess. Okay. So it's got to be, it's got to be the original. It's got to be the original. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not rated that high. The remake's Dogwater. No matter what anyone else says. It's not. It's directed by your boy, too. Um, I. (laughs) It is Adam Wingard. (laughs) Yeah, it is Adam Wingard. But um, I, uh. I thought it might have been the remake just because he might have gone with the theme that, that all takes place in the 2010s. All the movies are in 2010s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, me too. Because I, I think Blair Witch is 2016. Yeah. Yeah, it's 2016. Okay. Yeah. So we both guessed the decade. Uh, 2010s. Oh, wait. No, no. Sorry. 90s. <laughs> uh, can I guess the year right now and get it right? He just said 94. He already said it. He said the year? Oh, no, you're Ooh, right. Never mind. Sorry. It, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. 90s. 90s. episode 90s. is gone off the rails. I already know the answer. So, Ian, you guess first. I already know the year. I'm going to oh, go 90s. 90s. 90s? 90s, yes. You are both. No need for anticipation. Just give us the point. Fuck you. This is my game. <laughs> True. Fuck he, is host. he is host. You know what? Uh, just because of that, Ian is now down to three points. Kyle, you have two. Let's go! I'm being being cheated. I'm being cheated. Well, you know. I'm going to get that extra point, though, right now. Stop fucking with the host, so. (laughs) All right, well, you go ahead and... Yeah, you go ahead first. I already know it. Yeah, okay, then you go, yeah. Fuck, I actually don't know it. Well, it's between two years, and I'm confused. Go Go with your heart. 90. It is 90s. 11 9 is it 99 no it's not 99 is it 99 no 97 i forgot no it's not 97 it's not 97 99 this is my birth year we cover this in the birth episode it is 99.99 you are both correct it's 1999's the blair witch project uh directed by daniel myrick and eduardo sanchez has right. the best short on VHS2. <clears throat> Are we ready for number three? Okay. At an elite boarding school for girls, six friends jokingly engage in a late night ritual, calling forth the spirit of a dead former student who reportedly haunts their halls. Before morning, one of the girls is dead, leaving the others wondering what may have awake what they may have awakened. Oh, this movie sounds cool. 4.0. Sounds Japanese. Um 4.0? Hmm? What? You obviously think you know it. Mm, yeah, I do think I know it. 4.0? But I don't see the relation to this movie either, so. But if I'm even right, if I'm even right, I'm taking a guess. I'm taking a guess. I'm going to go. Man, Kyle is so. Um, confident. To I'm going to go 3.7. Follow, I was going to say to follow his lead or to go in a different direction. 3.7. You are both incorrect. It is okay, a 2.8. Yeah. I, I was guess, wrong. What the fuck? Guess the decade. I should have... <laughs> <laughs> it was dumb of me. Because I knew this was probably a fucking like a shitter Japanese horror film. No offense to whoever I probably offended. Everyone. Um, I love Japan. Japanese. We're guessing the de- a decade now. 
Uh, yeah. We are guessing the decade 2000s. I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say 2000s. Final answer, final answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are both incorrect. It is 2021's Seance by uh, Simon Barrett sitting at a 2.8. Oh my gosh. I think this is, the, I think that he, he, it's a remake. It's, it's a yacht. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a remake. All right. No. no. Um, final one. The score is Kyle three, Ian four. Are we ready for the last one? See you whatever. <laughs> it looks so cool. All right. Students on a camping trip discover something sinister lurking beyond the trees. I didn't even read that before. That is so vague. Wow. 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 That's it? Yep, that's it. That, that's why I was surprised. I didn't even read it. Can I... 3.1. Get a country of origin? 3.1. China. Actually? China. No. Okay. <laughs> it's Mexico. Um, genre, please. Classic. Horror. That's it? Just horror? <laughs> Nothing else? It also says thriller, but it, it doesn't... Horror thriller, okay. Horror thriller, yeah. Okay. Kyle, you said 3.1. What? 3.1, okay. Can you repeat the first three words, please? Students on A. Okay, can you, repeat, can you repeat the rest of the sentence, please? Camping, trip, discover, something sinister is lurking beyond the trees. Man, this could be literally anything. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised with how vague it was. <laughs> oh my god, 3.1, so let's go, 3.1. 3.1, 2.8. <laughs> 2.8. Uh, you're both incorrect. It's 2.4. Guess the decade. <laughs> okay. 90s. Oh, man. Yeah, I was going to go 90s as well. 90s, 90s. Final answer. 90s. You're both incorrect. It is 2016's Blair Witch, directed by Adam Wingard. I cannot get a... Oh, my goodness. Great. That's insane, on, right? I thought I thought this was a, a late um, Jason Voorhees movie. Nah. Um, Although, anyone... I think... Sorry. No, they pretty ahead. much all have it in the eighties. So that uh, puts the anyone... year to date. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, no. no, no. Yet, sorry. <laughs> can anyone guess <laughs> yeah. the theme that uh, surrounded these films? Um, they all. Hold on. I got this one. <laughs> Sit down, Kyle. I got this. They all. You're overthinking it. Okay. They they all have three people as the, the main cast. Okay. That's his okay. horrible fucking guess. What if I guess it right, can I win? Girls. If I if I guess this okay. right, yeah, can but I you win? divide that by two. Yeah. If I guess this right, can I win? Yes. The whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh they were all directors who had a short in VHS two. Boom, baby. Ding <laughs> motherfucking ding. Boom, baby. So that puts the year to date at Kyle four. Brendan three and Ian five. Let's go. Look at that. I I was yeah I was I was going to use a different film and then I decided to use uh Blair the Blair Witch Project. So I'm glad that I uh, picked that up. Uh, all right. So this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Rum, the alien fuel of the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, if you like what we're doing here. Please uh, give us a rating on Spotify or Amazon Podcasts or <gasps> Apple Podcasts. Hey, you said you liked when I did it. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, uh, be sure to ch- check us out at uh, ruminationsradionetwork.transistor.fm. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. I always ask that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and check out the other shows. We got some good shows. We got shows about stuff and things. And you would like them. Uh, but with us. <laughs> would like that. <laughs> with us. I love our Saturday well. episodes, man. I love I our Saturday oh, episodes. Man. They're so chaotic. Um, so exhausting. With us, as always, is the spooky boy, the ghosty one, Danny Phantom. It's Ian with two. Oh, did we get a new one? <laughs> He's a phantom. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. That's how we have to start introducing you. I'm with it. I love that. I love that cartoon. It was one of my favorites growing up, for sure. 
Kyle, was that a little too beyond your time? It I was. Think it, yeah, because that was that was just barely time when that was prime time when I was in school. Yeah, yeah, it was a killer show. It was the generation after me. He's a phantom. Is that all you got? Got to mention Michael somewhere. Do you think Michael believes in aliens? Hundred <laughs> percent. It's he's, not he, a question he's a of conspiracy theorist for sure. It's a it's a question of where and when for him. <laughs> yeah, he's a doomsday prepper. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, and also with us is the slick black Cadillac. He writes with a number two pencil. He's number one in all of our hearts. It's Kyle with a K. R I P Rutger Hauer. Hail Ratma. Stay spooky. Fuck space.